Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Our buddy Jack McCaffrey joins us. No one, no one covers all of our local sports uh, the way Jack does. Uh, first of all, I got to ask you how you how you getting through this, Jack? I'm getting through fine, Rick. Thanks for asking. Uh, fortunately, we're in a, a, a industry journalism, which is exempt from any kind of quarantine. So we have a letter from uh, our publisher and stuff. We're allowed to, to go where we need to go to gather news, and if necessary, use the office. Try to use it less often. Try to social distance like everyone else. Trying to stay healthy here. Have no interest in getting anybody else else unhealthy but uh, yeah fortunately uh, for for me at least in our business we are uh, able to continue to do our job and in, in the, the daily times in particular serve the people of delaware county the news that they need let me uh, share with everyone and i know jack you you probably have met this gentleman or at least covered uh his games in the past but the last time the eagles were um, in uh, new orleans which was obviously the the playoff game uh, when falls through the pass that went through Alshon's hands and uh, you know there she went and uh, but that particular trip that we took to the Superdome for the Saints Eagle playoff game the way that they situated things the Eagles in Spanish Jack you know you've been around you you know sometimes I'm placed in particular place in, in some strange places in stadiums as you know. Uh, you, you sit right near me at, 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 the, at the Eagles games, and I, <laughs> I don't always understand what you're saying. Sometimes I try to pick up a word or two, well, but I always well, enjoy it. You're very entertaining. That that particular game, the booth setup that they had for me and my partner and my engineer, I was two feet away. To my left was Bobby A. Bear. Okay, and I believe Bobby used to do. I know for a fact, Bobby used to do up until a couple of years ago when Deuce McAllister took over, but Bobby was the color guy for the Saints radio broadcast, and I believe he's got, even to this day, still a a very popular uh, sports talk show in New Orleans, and and we all know Bobby Hebert from uh, his quarterback days with both the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons, and it it breaks my heart because – that particular night, we got to know each other pretty well. Uh, he was, like I said, sitting next to me. Uh, that was the seat that the Saints gave him. He wasn't broadcasting, but he speaks Spanish. He speaks French and speaks Spanish, so he was enjoying listening to my broadcast, and we exchanged numbers. We've kept in touch ever since then. He's a great guy, Bobby Bear. Well, he lost his father tonight from coronavirus disease. Uh, it, it breaks my heart to report that Bobby Bear Sr., who was the father of, of Bobby Bear Jr., the, uh, the uh, ex-quarterback and now part of our business uh, in Louisiana, 
Uh, his father uh, passed away from coronavirus complications at age 81. So uh, obviously our thoughts and prayers with everyone who's experiencing, you know, something tragic, obviously, uh, you know, with this, uh, with this virus. But, you know, it hits home in the world of sports. It's a small world. There's a lot of people, but yet it's a small world, Jack, as you know. And he's a heck of a kid, Bobby Bear. I never had the pleasure. It sounds like it's my loss. I wish I would have met him sometime. And my condolences to his father and to you as his friend. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the uh, the arrangement uh, that Major League Baseball and the Players Union came to yesterday. What do you make of it, Jack? Are you on board with every stipulation? Are you for if they have to playing games in empty stadiums? just to get the ball rolling, to get the athletes on the field, to get our minds off of, uh, of this everyday, you know, this, this rut that we're all into, unfortunately, because of, of what's happened uh, with, this, with this worldwide pandemic. Give me your take on everything having to do with what Rob Manford and Tony Clark came up with yesterday. I've never been opposed to that. Never been opposed to if it's, it's going to save lives or, or keep people healthy to play these games in front of sparse crowds or empty stadiums, or I, I really wish the NCAA tournament would have been played in, in front of empty uh, crowds or very small crowds. It's basketball is sometimes at its most enjoyable at a, at a small college or a high school or a recreational level with nobody cheering and screaming. Baseball, a little different. It's not obviously not what you prefer. In fact, I, I wrote a column for the Daily Times coming up either today or tomorrow, and and. This is a very unique year in baseball, as you know, Rick. And let's be honest, baseball has been reeling a little bit. Baseball is not perfect. If this is the year that maybe it's okay to try some things, do a little experimentation, you read about possibly a World Series at a neutral site in a dome in late November, does that make sense to my brain? Not really. Does it make sense to just one time try something? Who knows what might click? Some positives could come out of this, and baseball can use anything different right now. And, and, and I really would encourage baseball to, to, be, to be open at least on a one – they get a one-year pass to try anything different. And who knows, something in that group of things that they may try – could click and be beneficial to baseball, make it a better game, a faster game, uh, a, a different game, a, a game that more people are interested in. Because baseball needs a jolt right now. And this isn't the way they want it to jolt, but it does give them an opportunity and a freedom, to, in my opinion, Ricky, to experiment just a little bit with some decent ideas. For instance, play the all-star game at the end of the season as part of maybe a World Series uh, sort of festival not mm-hmm. unlike football has the pro ball after the season. Try some things. This is the year to do it. If, if they all flop, you go back to what you were doing anyway. But I, I'm not opposed at all to some of the ideas that are being floated out there for what's going to be obviously a different kind of baseball season. The concept of playing seven-inning doubleheaders, I think that's quite interesting because it, if – if you come out as a fan and you uh, – and these are straight doubleheaders, not the day-night variety. Uh, the day-night variety, that's two gates. That's that's two complete 
completely, you know, different games uh, the, to count toward the schedule. They all are, obviously. But if you were to play a straight doubleheader with both games of the seven-inning variety, is is that something that would appeal to you, Jack? It may be wildly popular. Now, I could stand to be corrected on this, Rick, but I, I think they may do that at the minor league level occasionally. So it, 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 I might stand to be corrected on that. But if not, it makes great sense. It, again, that goes to my theme. You have a one-year free pass. Get mm-hmm. out of jail free card. Try anything because baseball needs a kick in the rear end. If the if the if the seven inning dual one ticket double header proves popular, you know what? Maybe it'll be popular for the next eighty years, and it's something that baseball will stumble upon. I've got no problem with anything that baseball might try. As a matter of fact, I'm already intrigued about the possibility of two seven-inning games in one night. I think it would be a blast. I think it would be a blast. And not only that, Jack, but I think that would allow the players who are looking for more days off during the season, that I think it could allow the schedule maker to, to include more off days for the players if they can on occasion play two games, a doubleheader setting, Seven innings apiece. It's a given. Everything is a negotiation. It's a give and take. I get it, but I, I think the 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 league and the leagues and the union uh, could come to an agreement. We'll add, I don't know, another off day per month, but every month we'll have one of these straight doubleheader seven innings. I think you you help the players out with, with their desire for an extra day off, especially if they're coming off a long road trip. And at the same time, it's I think it would be entertaining for the fans, you know, who would pay one price, they would see two games, and, it, and they wouldn't have to be at the ballpark for seven hours. And it would it would be tremendous. It would relieve some stress on the bullpen. You'd, you'd see fewer bullpen. You'd see fewer mound visits from the managers because there's going to be fewer pitching changes. My guess is that the agents will scream bloody murder because that, that's X number of fewer innings throughout the course of the year for their clients to build up their home run totals or their RBI totals or their innings pitch totals. We have to, the agents will, will, will chime in and be very negative about that, I would expect. But, uh, wow, if, if, if the worst thing that comes out of this is that baseball comes up with some innovative ideas Sometimes all it takes is, is, is opportunity, and here's the opportunity. Jack, of, of the uh, five, and I'm going to include soccer, uh, of the five major sports that are in season right now, which one do you think is going to have logistically the most difficult time in, in coming back? Is it the NBA because the fans are closer to the players than in any of the other sports, base at least in hockey, you've got the the you know the glass that separates the fans, you know, from the players on the ice. In baseball, you know, in, in most situations anyway, uh, it's open air, uh, retractable domes. Obviously, if it's raining, uh, and baseball, the players are are more separate, you know, separated in their positions on the field. You know, football, the guys obviously contact. Football is totally separate because you've got contact. So the guys are on top of each other as, as, you know, a base of the game itself. But which of the five major sports, if you include soccer, would have a harder time right now with the current situation and the way that we would gradually have to 
you know, dip our toes into the water to make sure that everybody is safe, who's going to have the hardest time coming back? My guess would be football will be and, and pro football and college football will have the hardest time coming back because they're it, it's looking more and more like there's not going to be a whole lot of off-season training or off-season OTAs or, or, or mini camps or, or ways to get these guys ready. It may be a, a whirlwind of a training camp of some sort and then get going. What you'd see then, by almost by definition, is you're going to see a, a watered-down, lesser professional, less, lesser precise presentation. And, and, and that, that, that could be a problem. Base, uh, basketball and hockey, these guys have been playing all year. They should be pr- get back up to speed pretty quickly. Baseball has had its spring training. You give them a little bit of a, a couple of weeks, a week or so of spring training, they could get back into it. But if football misses the uh, – already college football teams have missed their spring football schedules – it's going to be difficult to get those players back and up to up to the speed that people are used to watching. So it's a very good question. And my answer will be that football will be the toughest to bring back as far as being at the highest quality that it should be. Could you see, could you see the possibility since everything is being moved back? Could you see the possibility of football not starting its season until the point where this thing is, I mean, not just not just with the curve flattened and maybe the curve going down, but at a point where since these guys are on top of each other, they're, you know, there's sweat on sweat, you know, saliva on saliva in, in, a, in a lot of, of occasions, you know, as uh, the, just the nature of the game. Do you think football would consider waiting and starting their season instead of September, starting late, starting in November, and playing through March of next year? I don't, and I'll tell you why. Because because by then, in my view, basketball, hockey, and baseball already would have been back, and, and, and soccer, um, soccer again, planning for you know, a full season, a full MLS season. So, so the only way that any of them are going to come back is that if it's deemed safe. So if it's deemed safe, and you expect that it will be, this isn't going to last forever. Mm-hmm. If it's deemed safe, then then in my view, football will come back and it'll be played and it'll be played at a full schedule. But I just I just wonder about the quality of the play. I I, I would envision that being down a little bit. But no, I, I don't see that if, if those other sports are back. I can't see football throwing up the flag and saying, well, we, we have more contact or we have more sweat on sweat. Uh, it's, it's either going to be you're healthy enough to, to – the situation is cleared enough for people to play or it's not. It's not going to be football is, is, is more dangerous than, than other sports when it comes to a transmission of a virus. I don't see that. I, I believe that by then baseball, basketball, and hockey will have broken, broken the ice and allowed football to you know, come back uh, when, it's, when it's due to come back. In 30 seconds that I've got, the most painful loss, regardless of the sport, that you've ever been a part of, whether as a fan or covering? The most painful loss that I've ever been a fan of. Jeez, that, 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 that's a great question, uh, Ricky. Most painful loss. It's uh, – it does. It, 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 you stumped me there. You stumped me there. I don't. I is it don't, the is it the Jerevicious is it the Jerevicious game at the vet? It's, it, that that was that was you know it, it, 
I would I would say probably more a, a college game of some sort where I oh. come away disappointed. I don't I don't I don't get passionately involved one way or another with professional teams. I don't get I don't. There's no to me. There's no painful loss of a. You know, when I was a younger, very very young young person, I remember the the Black Friday game with the Phillies played the famous Black Friday game, mm-hmm. and I believe it was '77 when you stood there watched what happened. It kind of unfolded, and you said to yourself, "Wow, that's." Uh, that was really stunning. I remember being in the stadium as a fan that day, and the entire air went out of the, the stadium, and people were literally just stunned watching how the Dodgers came back and won that game in the ninth inning. And uh, that would be one that that, stuck, that stayed with me as shocking. Yep. But uh, Dave, when you Davey Lopes. A vicious game, by that time, I was uh, – Oh yeah, you... writer, professional <laughs> columnist. It just, it just gave me one. Just gave me one more thing to write about. But yeah, but as, as as a kid, as as a, as a young man, or you know, a kid in '77, I remember the Black Friday game as being stunning for sure. Jack, stay healthy, my friend. I thank you for a couple minutes, and we'll talk soon. I'm happy to do it, Rick. You stay healthy too. The great Jack McCaffrey, Delco Times, joining us on this Saturday night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.